Hey guys, welcome to episode 206 of the podcast uh, with my guest, my delightful co-star on Stand Against Evil, Nate Mooney, and uh, special appearance off mic by Deborah Baker Jr., uh, another co-star. Um, I know she's hard to hear, but uh, we didn't have a mic for her, and, and um, hopefully you guys can catch a little of what she's saying if she's not. Um, I promise you it was charming and delightful, but we always sort of refer back to it. So hopefully you'll get a sense of some of the stuff she was saying. I think she was audible on Mike's mic, uh, on Nate's microphone, but um, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that because I haven't listened to the episode, but uh, I wanted to um, thank you for uh, understanding that I have not been able to put out episodes. I'm actually still sick. So it's been about almost three weeks now. Um, and uh yeah it's been a brutal but amazing uh experience shooting this show so <clears throat> make sure you check it out when it comes out uh stand against evil uh shout out wise i wanted to thank for your emails paula and joseph and kyle and then um i'll catch up on some more soon but in general i just wanted to thank everyone for the the wonderful acknowledgements about this crazy bananas emmy nomination that i'm totally dumbfounded and flummoxed by uh it seems preposterous but um i will say that christy stratton man's Everyone's crazy, but us certainly deserves an Emmy. Um, uh, anyway, so thanks for that. I hope you enjoy this episode. And um, there's a lot of mention of editing stuff that we don't end up editing out. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> okay, enjoy. You're getting the inside word. Bye. Now entering Nerdist.com. want this to be more awkward than it will be that's what i think i think you want it to be awkward and you just need to hold it just like i'm holding it right now testing one two testing yeah we're way past that i'm already recording okay (laughs) um you're gonna make it through this i don't want you to oh i'm sure i will we're in your bedroom i mean listen it is a little (laughs) it's a little weird this is only the second time i've had someone present who wasn't an active participant with a microphone. This is something that's very common in other podcasts. There will be like, oh, we have our intern who sits in the corner and like does internet research for us. Like, oh, uh, Bobby, uh, wh- who, did, who did that guy play for? Uh, that's a sports reference. Mm-hmm. A very, very vague sports reference. I mean, if it comes to that, if it comes to that. And we have enough cable, I can just kind of mosey over to her every time she wants to speak up that's true or she can mosey over to you why don't you move that closer to nate we just see yeah, this is yeah the microphone isn't that long no this together. is all fascinating to the listener oh no you, you're connected to your phone with your headphones that you don't need listen let me just put this in context we're sitting on the 20th floor of a building in atlanta georgia i am here with my uh fellow thespians in the uh i almost said film that we're shooting uh, the eight-part film that we're shooting called Stand Against Evil. I'm here with Nate Mooney and Deborah Baker Jr. Deborah Baker Jr. will be the, the, intern. the intern of this episode, mostly because I don't have three microphones. Um, and so this is what you're going to be tasked with. I guess you can be our researcher. That's never been an issue before. But um, at the end of this episode, we play a MASH game, Mansion, Apartment, Shack, House. Have you played this in your life? 
as a child or anything? Yes. Mansion, apartment, shack, house. And then you list three things, three things, three things. Like, oh, what kind of car would you drive? What kind of that? So we will be doing a customized MASH game for Nate uh, based on like things that we find out about him during the podcast, right? So if you hear something and you're like, oh, that could be a fun MASH category later, I don't want you to be thinking of things that way. So forget, forget I ever said that. No. no. Um, but if you hear something, so like if, you, if he says that he you know, hates horses, we're not going to have like a category that's you know, three types of horses you would have. Uh, but if he loves gardening, we could come up with kind of a fun, like, what would your, per, you know, three perf, like, if, you're, if your current home suddenly had, a, you know, an acre for gardening, what, like, list three different types of gardens. So I got to talk in hyperbole all the time. All the time. Okay. All the, and lists of three. Okay. <laughs> Everything has to be a trio. Nate, what did uh, I say? You don't have to think about it. No, I'm try- I won't. I can't. Cause you, I can't. You can't. Just, you have to not phrase it as favorite. Don't ask me anything about, I like, won't. what my favorite is. You I won't because we all hate zero that. Zero response. No, we all hate zero that. Zero response. We all hate that. Who likes that when we're getting interviewed? Yeah. I'm going to trust that you're going to pull these uh, mysteries out of me. Yeah, I'm going to drag them out, kicking and screaming. Okay. Um, do you, I want you to feel free to take off your headphones if they start to feel like they're encumbering you oh, in no, any way. Oh, no, that's fine. I thought we all, every time I see a podcast photo, everyone has, <laughs> they all have headphones on. And I, that's probably the more professional way to do it. I thought you've been doing this for a while. Yeah. No. That yeah, one? maybe you should. You're the intern. It might, yeah. <laughs> and those are noise canceling, so you just got to flip a switch, and you won't hear a. Peep oh, that's interesting. Us. Like if we want to curse, then we can flip yeah. the noise canceling on because I don't want Deborah <laughs> to be shocked by our our sail- our salty sailor mouths. Uh, listen, I've had a great time shooting with you guys since we've been here. It is um, it's a little weird to disappear to some new place for uh months at a time um have you done a bunch of stuff where you've had to be on location for a while nate or is it i, I have now? um yeah i have been a- around a bit and it does seem like i like i lost my id the first week here that tends to happen so i try to travel light now but i still need my id <laughs> that's true um <laughs> but uh yeah i've been uh oh, to to australia and hong kong for jobs and uh and the last time I was on television, I w- was in New York. Now, where is that? <laughs> Just I, up north. I come it. at this podcast like I have no information about anything. That's good. And, and Deborah's taking notes, too. She's going to go find out where, <laughs> where New York is. is. Deborah, where is New York based? On it. Where is New York based? Like it moves around. <laughs> mm. Sometimes New York is in Australia. What were you, uh, what were you doing in Australia? This was years ago. I sh- shot the film Charlotte's Web. Mm-hmm. Did you play Charlotte? No, I, this was the was live action. This is the, the, that one with Dakota Fanning. And oh, yeah. I played Lurvy, who is, you know, the, the bumbling farmhand. Is that something? Do you enjoy playing bumblers? And I say that because I love the character that you play on our show. Oh, His name th- is Leon. Uh, Drink water. Thank you, Janet. Uh, no, I'm. I love it too. Oh, thank you, I Deborah. know we love it. We both have real talent crushes on Nate and weirdo crushes on the character of Leon Drinkwater. <laughs> it's the mustache. It may, it may well be. It may well be. Uh, yeah, no, of course. I love playing uh, bumbling uh, innocence. I believe I said bumblers. <laughs> well, I, I just like a, turned it into a verb. It's a term. Yeah. 
but there's bubblers from where I'm from. There's bubblers. What's a bubbler? It's a water fountain. Oh yeah, a bubbler. Bubbler. Where are you from? Milwaukee. I'm really glad that you segued into that because it's an is it a question of this podcast. I figured it was coming. It's key. Up. Milwaukee. You uh, now Milwaukee's in. <laughs> Deborah. Uh, that is uh, Wisconsin. Let me tell you a crazy coincidence. Let's again, guys, and you know, you regular listeners know, I don't control. I I, I never know where anyone's from. I don't control the order that things often happen. Uh, I think the last two guests before you were both from Wisconsin. There's a lot of us. Mark McConville, Chris Tallman, two very funny gentlemen, both from Wisconsin. This is getting old, is yeah. what I'm saying. But um, neither one of them are from Milwaukee. You know, I think I know Chris. I'm, I've got that, that um, uh, pot blindness, but I think I know who he is. <laughs> I think uh, I think I've met him through many of my friends uh, from Milwaukee. Uh, there's a whole bunch of them from uh, comedy sports there. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and, exactly uh, right. Yeah. Did you do anything like that? Did you do? I didn't. Stuff? No, I was. Uh, I kind of found the performer in me when I went away to college, and mm-hmm. I went to college in Iowa. I went to Iowa State, and uh, and so I kind of I was never really home, except I did go back after graduation, and I did some work with. Uh, a children's theater in Milwaukee. Uh, and we went and did basically like PSAs to high school students about the, condom use. But, and um, Chris Holman did this. Did he really? Yeah. And I, in Milwaukee. Wait, Chris Holman. See, now I can't remember if it was yeah. Chris Holman or Mark McConville. All of his cheese heads get mixed God up. damn it. I can't remember. It was with one it, of the two of them. I would love. I have to talk to him about yeah. that. Um, the, the, I, I they did the same. I, I, this, I can't remember which uh, one it was. A but lovely it, like, woman named Deborah Bathurst who uh, was in Milwaukee, and she, uh, yeah, we we would go into schools and try to tell people, you know, advise people to uh, strap on a Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> now hold on. <laughs> when you say strap on. Everything that I think you might have meant goes out the window and it becomes something completely yeah, I different. I don't know. I never wear condoms. Is that what they, is that how they, is that how they describe it? I don't know. I patently so, refuse. So, I already did my work on uh, yeah. promoting it. I don't have to personally espouse that belief. Um, what, did, what drew you to Iowa State? Engineering. Oh. Mm-hmm. What did you want to engineer? Uh, Bumbling? I went, uh, and, uh, went to school for aerospace engineering. That's amazing. Uh, I wanted to be an astronaut badly, like many. <sighs> I know, but you carried through. I did so well, much yeah. further than uh, I. I actually, I, I, the first step is I wanted to uh, be a, a fighter pilot, so I um, wanted to go to the Air Force Academy, and I sneaked in with some kind of like alternate nomination from my congressman. Um, you have to be nominated by You have a to be nominated or you have to have a, a, a like a, a relative or maybe immediate family member who is a Congressional Medal of Honor winner. Goodness, I didn't uh, know any of this. I guess why would I if I wasn't Yeah, I mean, it may have changed in 20 years, but um at that time you needed to, you know, be a good student and an athlete and uh and get nominated and I was a good student and uh, <laughs> <laughs> And you and, were a and, blank and, athlete? Uh, and I was a satisfactory <laughs> athlete. And uh, so I got the alternate nomination and then uh, 
but then you get like a lot, you have to start filling out a lot of paperwork and they wanted to know a, like every bone I ever broke and any, mm. you know, cough I've ever had. And I said I had migraine headaches mm. because I did really bad at the time and they ran in the family and that disqualified me for pilot training. And so I was heartbroken and, uh, but kind of relieved because <laughs> I wasn't, I don't know. I just wanted to fly the planes, but I really didn't want to have to follow any rules. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> You're a I, real Tom Cruise maverick yeah, uh, type. Exactly. Uh, that was a very influential uh-huh. film. And, I would, <laughs> um, and so then I just thought, well, if I can't fly him, maybe I'll like build things like that. And, uh, uh, but while I was studying engineering, I started to do theater kind of on a lark. I had a, 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 a roommate, my friend Donnie Becker, who was a journalism, and he wanted to be a stand-up comic. And so he kind of expo- – like we started to watch like Letterman every night. And he made me laugh, and, and then I wanted to make him laugh. And uh, we started to do theater. We did a, a play together. We took a class at the school for uh, for acting, and they were doing a big Kaufman and Hart musical. And the director talked Donnie in and I to going and being in it, and that was it. I was kind of so I did more and more theater. My engineering grades went from like straight A's <laughs> to like C's. <sighs> I smoked pot, <laughs> and um, and I never looked back. But I still got the degree. I still have the. Uh, the, the aerospace engineering degree. So to me, fly, what that says is, I if if for some reason the three of us go out on a cruise, our boat capsizes, but we make it to an island, you're going to be a great person to have. Yeah, we have a chance. You're going to be a great person to have. I'll be useless. Yeah. Yeah. Deborah and I will just try, we'll just be like soft-chewing our way into hope, you helping us survive. Mm-hmm. I just a lot of fruit, and I'll start you know building something. <laughs> That's great. What uh, did is was there someone? Now you say there had to be someone who won the Congressional Medal of Honor. Was that so? No, that, no, no, unfortunately, no. Uh, I mean, um, was that in? Was there anybody that you? I mean, I realize that Top Gun did have a huge influence on you, uh, but did you, was there anyone in the family? Because the reason I ask is is it does seem to me like for a lot of us. Uh, from certainly for me the there's this kind of crossing over from being a kid and wanting to do these kind of big pie in the sky things that have an attraction i'm not sure why like why it's it's the the dinosaur phase or the princess phase or the fire trucks or the astronaut um but crossing over to like what is also right in front of you, like what your family members do or what your parents do. You know what I mean? Like I feel like on one level, if I look at old, these old like, you know, I'm a kid books that my parents kept where you like, but there's a pocket in each one for each grade and you put your little grade things in and like it has you fill out a little thing every year. Like this year I want, you know, I, my friends at school were blank, blank and blank. And I, when I grow up, I want to be, and there's like a space. And I feel like there was a point that switched over for me when I was really little where like, I think I did say I wanted to be like a rock star or something when I was really little. 
And then there was this phase where I just said what my parents were. Like I wanted to be a bike rider because my dad rode a bike and I wanted to be, and I would be, and I said I would want to be a teacher because that's what my parents did. So did you have anything immediate to, for you to follow through that far? Was there any Air Force, pilotry, astronaut, anything like that in your family? No, I just, I mean, the, my whole family, we're just big motorheads. And so it, I, well, I don't even know what that just, means. Uh, if it had a, like, if, if it's mechanical, you take it, it apart, put a, it back together. Yeah. Um, how and, big is your family? Do you have brothers and sisters? Uh, I had an older brother who, who was five years my senior and he passed away, uh, uh, 10 years ago. Um, and, uh, but he was, in, uh, my father, my grandpa, my brother, they just, yeah, they're mechanical whizzes. And I was um, a little more mathematical, <laughs> like a little more in the head. So uh, I thought, well, I wasn't going to stick around and, and do uh, what they were doing. Um, but with the, just, yeah, the motorhead, like I, my brother had the cars with my father and airplanes kind of, they still fit under that. They were like something that went fast mm-hmm. and were powerful. And so it kind of was like my thing. So like it was, I think I was staking out a corner of a, of a, you know, father son relationship. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I don't like, I don't really think I can honestly say like a lot of that stuff's never gone away. I still want to like be a paleontologist and I still would uh, like to be a fighter pilot though. I, Apparently now I throw up on roller coasters. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> I maybe, guess. maybe if it, there was a real professional reason you had yes. to learn how to yes. be great at that. Or if I had to get us off an island. Yeah. But <laughs> an island full of roller coasters. If it's leisurely. We're going to have to roller coaster our way off this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it, so, so things change. But what, never ha- what hasn't changed is um, all those, I think, same desires and uh of wanting to like dust off bones that i found in a you know hillside um, <laughs> you just human, start to con- you, you 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 just i think you you have those uh those dreams and but you immediately have to start making compromises yeah and so you uh don't become the uh astronaut but you know, you fly kites as a hobby. You know, <laughs> uh, very similar. Yeah, you just have to. That was like you went from A to N, not like A to B. Yeah, no, I actually there is a there's a middle ground. I got I learned how to fly when I was in college. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. I was say, did you at least get a pilot's license? Did you? I got a pilot's license. Uh, the it was I think this is kind of unique to schools that are out in the middle of nowhere because uh, it was an actual lab. Like, it was a class, and I paid a lab fee. Oh, that's cool. And at the end of the year, I was a private pilot. Um, and it was really, it was beautiful. It was uh, to fly in a place like Ames, Iowa. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's like 40 minutes north of Dubuque. And it's just surrounded by green fields, and then in the fall, just brown fields. <laughs> and... Uh, but it's really peaceful, because I felt like I had, like, the entire state to myself when yeah. I was flying. Have you had that um, that desire to be alone, that sort of desire? Is that part of the... Because for me, I like being... I'm a total introvert in many ways, but the idea of being in space is terrifying to me. Loneliness, 
fear, oh, yeah. panic. No, I think it's the closest thing to like a religious experience for me. Like I've always, and I, but I, you know, sometimes like I may have to backtrack on it, but I always have felt innate, like that I was made to be stuck in a capsule and just sent. I'm somewhere. so. I wish that I had that because I admire that so much, and I'm so glad that you have cap capsulitis. Um, I think I mean that's I I I that's profound to me because again I I love being I really love being alone and I and I seek out solitary sports like you know if I felt like it was there are things I do that probably aren't safe that you shouldn't do by yourself because something, if something happens and you're by yourself um, so I get that but yeah take the idea of taking it to that place there's like a i i feel just picturing it like there's an ache inside of me that i can access very quickly that's like that's too far that's too far yeah when i I watch space movies i i want to want that you know what i mean i want to want to be out there but i I can't do it yeah there's no doubt that i really really romanticize it i know that and i know that i could be like just like 15 minutes into like the thing being shot and leaving earth orbit and i'd be like oh god um except that it's like there was i was listening to an interview with an astronaut who says you know that's a thing that he gets asked all the time and he's like you know it's not like it's tomorrow or two weeks from now you get two weeks of training and then you're in space that if you do spend 10 years of your life training specifically for the feeling of being in that capsule that by then Obviously, it's still nothing that you've ever quite experienced, but that you've you really have spent a controlled amount of time, like preparing for dealing with that existential feeling, kind of, you know. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, they really break you down. You're not anticipating digging your teeth into a peach anymore. Ooh, did you say that because we're in Georgia? Well, yeah. I don't know. Felt like I should shout out to peaches. The Georgian uh, peaches yeah. to uh, our time here. I've had uh, some good peaches. I had yogurt with blueberries and peaches, which I thought was a really pretty plate of food. Oh, yes, indeed. No, a couple days ago. Do um, you like to cook? No, I don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let me ask you this. Would you, is it a thing that you've tried and done and know you don't like, or is it a thing that you don't really have? Because cooking what? is chemistry, right? It's it, there's a there's a science to it, and if you like sort of deconstructing and reconstructing or anything like that, do you have a curiosity about it the way you do about machinery, or is it just like this? This looks good. I'm going to put it in my mouth. I don't care how it got here. By the time we get back to Los Angeles, he's going to be a cooking wizard. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to change. I am. Uh, uh, can I, I, I can I tell them, Deborah? Sure, you can tell them. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be. Co- uh, Deborah Deborah was sweet enough to gift me with a peach dish meal because she knows that I have been. I'm gonna consider doing with the meal delivery services mm-hmm. where they send all the ingredients yeah, to you and like the recipe. You know, it's like here comes the chemistry kit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. full of what you're gonna cook up for yourself. Yeah, and I'm really excited to do that and. Uh, but it is overwhelming. There's a lot of options, and Deborah's been kind enough to help narrow it down. And I'm going to be making my first peach dish, um, which is, um, I think, like really, really tasty. Yeah, the, it's a really good one. What is it? It's uh, what's an Atlanta-based, uh, Georgian-based uh, food delivery company. But they do. Uh, they've got a situ- situation in L.A., and it's got you know, it's like s- southern 
Ooh. Southern comfort, like good, like rich oh, food, that's I would imagine. Great. Yeah. I'm sure they do. I mean, if it's just it's if it's natural, it's got to be healthy. Um, but yeah, no, it's been it's just a struggle. I think the same way with the astronaut stuff. Like once I had like astronaut ice cream and saw that they were like eating like a, you know turkey dinner out of a tube, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's good enough for me. Right. And uh, I just don't have the time, and I'm really really intimidated by it, and it's. Uh, so much so that it's like it's probably it's I should see a therapist. <laughs> well, I guess I'll gift you therapy lessons <laughs> yes. to do in concurrence with your huh. Listen, more people should give each other therapy gifts. That probably true. would help a lot of us out. Um, more people. <laughs> some of us are falling apart over here. <laughs> That is interesting, though, the idea that you would be intimidated by that when you're not intimidated by things that I would find so befuddling. I, I, I do not have the... I feel like I have a, a... I like seeing other people get excited about taking taking things apart or wondering how things are made. But again, that's sort of something... That is wildly intimidating to me. Yeah, and I, you know, it is... It's surprising because you'd think that... that they're, and I'm sure they do, like, you cooking a meal and taking apart a lawnmower probably access the same part of the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the meal, that was the sound of eating something satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever cut, mowed the lawn? That's pretty That's satisfying true. Some, too. Listen, some people like the taste of wheatgrass. That's like you mow the lawn, oh. you have a delicious taste of green greens in your mouth. Do you have the ability to like bleep swears out? Why well, don't the swears are not uh, I'm a total here? They're welcome. Mouth. I feel like I'm just sitting I don't on think my that hands you over here. I just I you know oh, you I just let her rip. Let just, her rip. I, yeah, I I curse all the time oh, on the podcast. God. Yeah, time. so many swears come out of my mouth. That's what I'm. I'm just you're a good you're a good boy, Nate. To no. even worry about that. Well, you're welcome to. Just wanted to feel like could be like Harvey Keitel in here and just. <laughs> Level everybody with a bunch yeah. of crazy. I think swears. I think people like if you're from like an urban area like New York, everybody gets like you can swear. But I think people would be shocked at how filthy we are in Wisconsin. Uh, I, I guess I'm prepared for. Uh, listen, I, what I know about Milwaukee is from Laverne and Shirley. So right, is that in there? Is it set there? Yeah, and happy Bre- days. Bre- brewing companies. That's why yeah, I they worked at a brewery. Milwaukee. Yeah, that's all it is. One big brewery. It's like yeah. Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, but it's a city, and you all make beer. And sausage. Oh, is there sausage there? There's like sausage, yeah. Some, like, hams. Is it, it's all, it might have, it's not, who knows? It, it might have all gone to shit by this point. I know there's not. When was the last time you've been back? <laughs> She's, uh, Deborah's going to Google, has Milwaukee uh, gone to shit? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, do ham... And yeah, ham <laughs> and cut a hay. Oh, how do you spell that? C U D A H Y, I think. I'm a bad cheese head. Oh, yeah, cheese, Wisconsin. Come on, Janet. Yeah, um, yeah I try to get back uh, about once, you know, once a year, the holidays. It's always in, you know, the winter and it's zero degrees and. 
a foot of snow. Are your parents still married? Mm-hmm. Uh, my- they just celebrated their 50th anniversary. No oh, less. my, my, my. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah, just like uh, f- a few weeks ago. We've actually got him here for you. Could you come in here? For they're a jolly good fellow. I don't know what you Woo-hoo. sing when it's someone's 50th wedding anniversary. I'm, I'm, I have a limited repertoire for congratulatory songs. Y- we could write one right now. You've been together 50 years. 50 years. Isn't it great? And you have a charming son. His name is Nate. They're very spe- that's a very specific song that's only for your parents. Um, do you mind if I ask how your brother passed away? Ooh, that's awkward, but uh, now I'm thinking about it. He uh, he had a brain tumor. Oh, Nate. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a, it was a, a long haul, because he did have surgery and, and went into remission, um, but it came back. I'm so sorry. Um, thank you. I don't, yeah. What do you... It's it's a uh, it's very strange. Um, Something like it definitely there was a major milestone that, uh, and I kind of feel like I'm perpetually living in that moment. But the moment that I became older than my older brother, <laughs> it's um, yeah, it yeah, it's just it's, and I just yeah, it's, it feels now like that I'll be stuck in that perhaps forever. That feeling, yeah, it just doesn't seem natural. And I know it, like, and from my parents, I know it was to, to see that you know the pain of of parents to lose a child too. It's uh, death never really seen. You know, it's it's it makes sense. I mean, I don't, I'm not going about to say it doesn't make sense, but it's never uh, it's never easy. And uh, well, that's the sort of, I mean, just not to get so big picture, but it feels like that's. That is kind of like our uh, uh, humankind's ultimate curse is being aware and sensitive enough to understand something, anticipate something, and then be completely undone by it and to be afraid of it, to, to know what's coming and to be afraid of it or to have it be this abstract thing and then to have it become incredibly real on an incredibly personal level like this idea that we're supposed to be like, well, it's natural. And it feels like when it happens, it feels the most, un- to be the person who doesn't leave, it feels the most unnatural, strangest thing, rather than like, well, this is what our bodies do. I just, I'm not, I can't, that's it. That fe- That's sort of the hardest thing about being a person, I think, instead of a dog, you know? Yeah, it's a real letdown. It's, it's a re- it's a real bummer, isn't it? Yeah, uh to be self-aware and then uh be so powerless. Do you did you do you was it something that you're and I will absolutely change the subject. Uh but it, I think a lot of and and by the way, this what we've had so many of my guests have had strange and shocking and horrible and bittersweet and wonderful and weird things happen in their lives and um but i'm but i think i there are listeners who have had things happen to them tragedies happen to them um and the family that you come from and the way that's communicated between family members i think is 
um, so varied as well. Did you have a family that could, did you feel like there was grieving? Was there like, is it, is it, is it something that you connect with your parents about or, or they, were they more sort of like, we let's not deal with this. Do you know what I mean? Some families are are different about it. Well, um, it, no, it didn't, uh, it didn't go over well. I mean, (laughs) um, you know, it, it was tough. I mean, it, uh, I think it's, stressed my parents marriage to its limits um you know i mean my brother passed away with my 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 parents and myself uh um arguing in the hallway of the hospital and uh and then when we got back in the room he was gone um yeah i we it was uh we didn't deal with it well and it was tough. I could, I didn't feel like I could provide much comfort. Um, everybody was on their own, and I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's always the case. Obviously, uh, but yeah, we. It was really hard for our family. Do you? F- Is it? it do, uh, I really, I really went down a rabbit hole, didn't I? By the way, I can edit all of this out. If you, if you, if if later today you're like, I don't really want to talk about that. Like, I wish I wouldn't have talked about that. Please know that I will happily extract it. Um, I'm. Uh, I really. <laughs> <am thinking. laughs> yeah. uh, we'll just go straight to Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It'll be hilarious. It'll be hilarious. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, listen, yeah. Well, I, I guess that's. I guess ultimately, what I am wondering is, have do, or do you feel like you've come to a piece about it enough so that if I said, you know, for for some of our younger listeners who have gone through stuff like this, which they one hundred percent have, do you have any advice on sort of how, particularly if you don't have the ability, if you don't have, if you don't come from a family that where you can sit together in a room and cry and hold hands and, and embrace each other and talk about it. Um, ha- what has worked in terms of coming to a peace with it or feeling still close to that person, even though they're not, um, you can't pick up the phone and call them that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I think luckily like, uh, my brother and I shared activities that I'll never, you know, I, I don't forget. And, so there, I find opportunities in my life where I feel like I'm in communion with him, and it 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 helps because I was away for like all the years that he was sick. Uh, I've you know ever since I went to college, I've I've not been really home. Um, so I I felt and still do. I think there was like there's there's elements of shame. Of course. Um, of uh, I think you, we. I think you would feel that, that no matter that lack what. of closure. Um, and so those moments where I feel like I'm I'm close to him, um, and it's fitting because so many of our activities where I'm close, we're still independent. And I'll I'll, just, mm-hmm. I'll explain. Like, yeah. Um, but we, for instance, snowmobiled a lot and, and being from Wisconsin and we would go up to the North woods of Wisconsin and they have these tr- trails for hundreds of miles. And 
we would race around on these snowmobiles and uh and i my brother would just be on his snowmobile you know 300 feet ahead of me and we'd just be racing through the woods and there'd be white powder flying everywhere and i'd just be zoning in on the his tail light and trusting him that he's not going to take us too fast into the next turn and that kind of thing um but that was so many of the activities that I – it's a – I don't know. It's a weird thing because it's weird to feel like you're sharing something with somebody, but then you're 300 feet behind them in a helmet, uh, you know, going 100 miles an hour. Um, but that was – and I think that's luckily or fortunately those – the quality of that experience um, helps me still feel like I'm connected now when he's not here. I love that. Um, that's a, that's exactly the kind of stuff that I I have a I've ha- I have a similar experience where I lost someone and she was a cyclist and I am a cyclist and that's not unless you're riding side by side yeah. it's not you know which people do people do take these sort of leisurely rides with their chamois shorts and their gloves and their helmets like we all have if we're serious but. Uh, uh, I definitely prefer the like aggressive cycling that it's impossible to speak, but that's that's my favorite kind of thing, right? Is this sort of the 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 being near someone and feeling like you're participating in something together, but not necessarily having a conversation about what you're doing or really about anything else is just one of my favorite things in yeah. in, in the world, and it is that it, it does create. Uh, a closeness that is maybe easier to pull than if it was someone that you talk to on the phone every day, you know? So that, it, that does feel like a gift. Um, I can't think of any way to get back to whether uh, Milwaukee has gone to shit or ham than this moment right now. So would you like to report in and would you like to hold the uh, microphone to Deborah's mouth? Of course. I already f- cut a cut a hay. Is that what you what do you say? Oh, I looked that up too, but I did look up. Has Milwaukee gone to shit? Wonderful. <laughs> and uh, Reddit has something on it. There's also is there a thread? Is there a thread where people argue about whether it's gone to shit or not? Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know, but now this person's talking about some pro- like proverb from the Chinese. I don't know. <laughs> it's well known that uh, they've been bought by the Chinese. Oh, um, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. YouTube has documented their fall from grace. Uh, I'm not a big fan. Um, I don't well, know. This is all very positive. It's just terrible. But let's look at the ham. Um, Patrick, how do you yeah, say yeah. his last Patrick Cudahy. Yeah, smoked ham. It's a lovely website. I I would I'd buy this sweet applewood smoke. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Did I just find a new podcast sponsor? And by that I mean the only podcast sponsor yeah. I would ever have. Ham off the bone quarter, sliced ham off the bone quarter, smoked pit ham. These look lovely. Really? How dare people say steak. Milwaukee's gone to shit? They still ham. ham and some beer. What else do you need? Same way. Oh, speaking of, speaking of Milwaukee and Wisconsin, uh, back in tra- at Trader Joe's, I can't vouch for all Trader Joe's, but mm-hmm. I've come across 
Trader Joe's in Los Angeles that are carrying uh, – was um, oh, it strudel? Um, yeah, I was going to say all of the this sort uh, of like the, I'm int- I'm always interested in the north northeast or 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 or, or um, midwest north mid north. What do we call that? The Great Lakes area. The great yeah, the Great Lakes. Uh, that sort of the the migration of a very specific like Scandinavian and German yeah. ancestry is, Tough is fascinating to me. Not anything I have in my lineage, but. I was a, no, I know everyone thinks that, but it's all like Scottish and Welsh and that's about it. Um, but, uh, I think, but I always want, like, I, to, I'm one of those kids who totally grew up on Lake Wobegon because my mom and dad both, although never together, loved a Prairie Home Companion. And yeah, for, from some really early age, like, I think I felt like those are my people. And also up into Canada. I have none of that. There's no heritage in any way related to that. But do have you? Do you feel? Do you know what your like sort of family history is? Is that uh, something that you're aware of? Like, oh well, my people came in from they 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 came in on a ship made of strudel. <laughs> I don't I don't know how ships are built. You're the uh, engineer. You tell me. They're not made out of pastry. <laughs> Uh, God, I have such a smoker's laugh right now. I sound like I smoke. Ugh. I know we're doing this first thing in the morning, pretty much, and yeah, my and I'm, voice is I'm, always. I'm going deep. into my third week of sickness. Still that Z-pack. It's it. I took my last one today. You're gonna get better so <sighs> uh, Can I just say it was? Uh, it's Danish Kringle from uh, Racine, Racine, Wisconsin. That's available at yeah, mm. some participating. Yeah, Trader the Danes, Jones. man. I wish I were Danish. Yeah, they're so happy. They're just what a what a group. Uh, I am I'm a terrible intern. No, this is like this is wonderful. No, this is there's more there's more information coming out in this podcast episode than has ever been revealed on this podcast before. Side note, I just want to say a quick thing because when you talked about eating some nice peaches here, I wanted to say, as you two know, I was back in Los Angeles for twenty four hours, less than twenty four hours. I was in Los Angeles for less than twenty four hours. In that 24 hours, I, number one, got a bug bite when I never get bug bites in Los Angeles and should have only gotten bug bites every day here in Georgia, and ate (laughs) a peach on the set of You're the Worst, have not eaten any peaches in Georgia. So I've done two key Atlanta things only in the 24 hours as in Los Angeles. That's it. I was trying to I was trying to connect with my new home of of, of Atlanta, which is kind of how it felt. I was like, oh, I got to get out of here and get yeah. back home to Georgia. Go get, go to McDonald's, get a McRib. Yeah, I got to get a McRib. Um, you love strudel. That's what that's what no, I've that, it's, it's Kringle, Kringle, Danish Kringle. It's Kringle. It's a it's a it's a, uh, what's what's Kringle versus it's strudel? like um, so it's like a, a circular um, uh. Crepe, kind of. It's not a crepe, but it's like <gasps> oh, a flaky pastry. Yeah. And then it's stuffed with like raspberry filling. And then they load like mm. that white frosting on it. Um, that sounds great. Yeah, it, they're delicious. Uh, it's like a wreath. Let me see this. It's a wreath of sugar yeah, and flour. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's beautiful. And they come in these really awesome little wax uh, sleeves like they used to. <laughs> Deliver pizzas in, um, so check it out. Yeah. 
now let's just get into this because I will say this. Uh, that's a good, that's a nice looking group of people who know how to make a nice Danish pastry. Um, you might be, I dare say you are, the only boy of summer I have had because the rest of the year I interview women um, who enjoys the concept of, or at least that I know of, that it, where it's come up. But um, many a listener, male and female, of my podcast enjoys miniatures. Oh. Uh, many a guest has loved miniatures. Yeah. Let's get right into Please it. Please do. Did you, is that something that you knew you were interested in? Like, would that have been a thing where if a girl had a dollhouse when you were younger and you would have been like, oh, I'm a boy, I can't have one, or could you have one? No, oh, or yeah. did no, you? I could did, have, um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I wasn't, I can't say that I was enlightened enough that I'd like just rock a domestic scenario yeah. uh but i did play with all the like the gi joe toys and the wrestlers and uh i'd go over to i had a couple friends jeff and nate nickerson who they just got everything and so mm-hmm. you'd go they had all the star wars stuff they had all the um uh gi joe they even had uh you know like toys from that cartoon mask uh the the, the stretch armstrong the, the oh, wrestlers yeah, sure, sure. um and so I was, I, I never shied away from like just make believe, you know, running around with the little action figures and stuff. Uh, and then I have built models, as I think a lot of like, you know. There young, it is. There's yeah, a good the link right there. Um, and built, it's model, because, built model airplanes, built model. Yeah, anything. Like, yeah, airplanes, uh, motorcycles. Uh, it was always real things, you know, it wasn't like some of the like. Uh, sci-fi stuff, but uh, yeah, Roman was working on like painting some sort of one of those like cool Japanese robot transformer yeah, exactly. type things. But that seems like it's more pervasive now than it, it was. Is. I think we it didn't was, have it, that. It, really. I mean, it, yeah, it, it definitely uh, grew in popularity. But back, but when I was younger and child, it was mostly like airplanes and ships and cars. Uh, but I sucked at it. I. I <laughs> You know, I was like twelve years old, and um, I didn't have the patience. Yeah, I put those kits together in like a weekend, and it was just sticky like fingerprints and globs of glue. Uh, and but that that wanting to do do that, uh, wanting like it's like my equivalent of like a Fabergé egg. You know, I just want to sit there and like rotate it, um, and so. When I became an adult, actually, when I moved to L.A., when I uh, had some space, uh, I went to the hobby store and I just loaded the car up. Air compressor, airbrushes, uh, like polystyrene, acrylics, I have everything. And uh, and I've started to build models again. And I uh, now I have the patience and now I can, you know, take a year to do something or uh, and uh, it's very fun, and I kind of want to take it to the next level, which is <gasps> what's the next level? What dioramas? Oh God, Nate! That if uh, that is one of my favorite words. It bothers me that it sounds like diarrhea because it is music to my ears. I am obsessed with dioramas. These guys know. I love. Everything that you just said. Side note, Kate Micucci has a, 
an impressive model train situation. And my dad, who I was like, I was like, I don't know where I get this because I still hold on to that. And, and listen, I think it's something that people are interested in. But you can tell the difference between like n- uh, there are some people who are like, I don't that means nothing to me. I think most people fall somewhere in the middle where they're like, oh, that's neat. Like, oh, that's really neat. It's interesting to see other people's interest in it. Kind of like me saying like, oh, I like seeing people take things apart, even though I don't care. That there's a sort of like, oh, well, look, it's almost like it's like if I bring out a thing that's tiny and I'm like, look at this. This is sterling silver. It is exactly one inch scale. And look at the filigree on it. Like this was, this is, might as well, if you blew this up in a machine right now, it would look exactly the same 12 times as big. And someone, and it's a difference between someone being like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then someone being like, well, I'll be damned. Do you know what I mean? It's like most people are like, well, I'll be damned. Like they appreciate it, but they're not like, they're, the motor in their brain isn't like spinning, spinning, spinning. But we have the sort of like, ah, like no, the I sort think of I awe. Know that first moment, and maybe I, I feel sad for the, the you know, millennials and the, the generations to follow because they may not have this moment. Remember when they, you made those tiny little newspapers? Yeah, oh yeah. And I was in grade school, and, and I don't know what, what the deal was, but we all got a tiny little newspaper. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. I think there's a point where, you know, th- yeah, it, to make so newspapers. I didn't get a newspaper, and I love all things tiny. Well, I hope, yeah. Well, I, I didn't get a tiny newspaper in school. I just had to, like, go buy at a miniature store, like, a tiny oh, newspaper. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, this, I don't know. This was, like, a promotional thing, like, oh, actually no. made, perhaps, by the newspaper. Oh, I don't know what um, that is. So it was. Tiny newspapers. Intern. Yeah, check eBay. <laughs> You made a noise like you were super worried that you had to look it up. Oh, tiny news. Put tiny newspaper in Milwaukee because I wonder how localized that was. Yes. Do you remember what was in the newspaper? Well, the paper there was the the Milwaukee uh, Journal Sentinel um, at the time. (laughs) Or was it? No, actually, the Sentinel was in the morning and the Journal was in the evening. And now they combined. But it may have been that newspaper. But that it was it was that 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 tiny little thing, and that adults made that, mm-hmm. and then thought that it was you know like you could, yeah. It just put a it put a different twist on it. Like it wasn't a toy. Like like I'm not really going to play with a tiny newspaper, but I totally loved it. Yeah. And then uh, and then ever since then, now I've kind of I've just been gathering a little bit of a library. Of how you know, because I want to wire like dollhouses with electricity and things like oh, that. Some weekend, I mean, you know, um, you track know lighting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, um, I have like a box full of LEDs, and um, I mean that really lighting something. I guess that's true of a any like a stage set, anything. I really appreciate lighting designers. It's something I didn't think a lot about, but now that I think about it, like things like that, I mean, that really brings something from a sort of still 2D kind of thing, even if it's 3D, like a dollhouse, like the difference between having a little lamp that clicks on or like having Christmas lights on a tiny Christmas tree that yeah, light up. It really, it really makes a difference. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. And that's what's great. All, there's... I have to praise the internet too. The internet totally turned me into a modeler. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And now I can like 
people there's so much knowledge and and expertise that people share yeah. and you can figure out how to you know make something look rusty and mm-hmm. dirty it's great it's good <laughs> well that's the other telltale thing right is that those that's like you said those are the ultimate details like well, uh um when you see a movie that's set this is not coming from me this is what someone else observed but um when you see uh a movie where like every vintage thing it's set it's like a period piece but like everything looks great like wait a minute not every car in the 50s was brand new and like cherry do you know what i mean like people still had cars for a few years that got rusty and dinged but you know you so and and i think sometimes those things are those are those kind of exacting details that make you go oh yeah i'm just watching a movie i'm not like that that's pulled me out of it because i i need to see like an old rusty truck that someone let go to pot that they're still driving around i can't just always see like this beautiful shiny studebaker and think oh yeah every uh, even if it's plastic and it's a diorama it has to have a story yeah it has to have like the tanks with the bullet holes in them and the soldier sitting on a sandbag smoking a cigarette with a copy of some french tabloid in his (laughs) lap amazing waiting for uh general Patton to roll through did you find anything about the tiny newspapers Oh, do they have real detergent in them? Uh, yeah. Oh boy. Oh like my! That's a whole stack of tiny papers. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, I. And now we're talking about a newspaper, which is like going the way of the dodo. It seems like because yeah. of the internet. Yeah. A tiny croissant? Sure. I'm sure we sold tiny croissants. You know, I've never been more sure of anything in my life. There's a point where we're going to have tiny phones that work, you know, that like are still just the size of your thumbnail, but they still turn on. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it could all be voice commands, so it won't even need to be that you have to be able to press any buttons, probably. Be like one big button, and then you just voice command it. And then you swallow it, it goes inside your body, and then your part machine will be part Android. Uh, can I ask about your miniatures? uh yeah well i i don't have i mean again it's sort of a rabbit hole that would be a little easy to spend all my money on because i when i worked at the miniature store in san francisco um i saw the amount of money that gets poured like if you have the problem is that once you have seen the best version of something then when you go to a hobby store and there's like you know what i mean like oh this is a picture in two glasses but they look more like dinky plastic because they're more affordable and mass produced. You know that you, you unfortunately know that like, you know, Baccarat actually does make their own tiny crystal goblets. <laughs> like some person got them to do that. And so, and like you can get like beautiful little bone China because this is like it can it can be a, a consumptively expensive hobby and i saw all of these like rich people in san francisco who just had money to burn 
And so they would come in and just like they, and so they, they it, it became like this incredibly expensive hobby. So I know now that that stuff is out there, but that, and so that's what I want, but that's also like way not affordable at all. So that's, so I have a few, like when you guys come over to my house in LA, I'll bring out my like box that has all of these different little, like, you know, this is this, this is this, but it's not together in a, in a diorama or like in a space. Um, except for a few things I pulled out when I took a bird feeder that, um, like a ceramic bird feeder that has a hole on either side, but is basically just, you know, an enclosed dome, kind of like a Faberge egg if there was holes on either side. Um, but it broke, and so when I glued it back together, I was like, oh, I don't trust this to be outside. So I turned it into uh, a little bear cave. <laughs> so, there's a, so there's two little bears, a little like a mama bear and a baby bear, and they're like sitting in little chairs, and there's like a little campfire, and they have a little fire going, and a little tea kettle. Um, there's a little dustpan and broom, like a little broom and dustpan over like in one corner. There's a couple of little paintings on the wall um there's a little bowl of berries uh and i think one of them is reading like has holding like a post like a tiny postcard oh <laughs> so anyway just need a little uh, newspaper on a footstool listen they open. should get that newspaper delivered every day and then i used to have my uh and then we have to get into this mash game so i'll um maybe i'll put you in charge of that deborah uh there was a then and then for a while in front of my uh house in the front window um this is back when i uh, was living with chris hardwick and um he appreciated and respected my love of miniatures uh for some reason one day i was like oh my god i like ran into the house and was like holy shit i think we have mice I think we have mice. I th- and I think I found... And he was like, oh, no. What? Shit. And uh, I was very convincing because I'm a very good actor. And uh, I was like, no, I think I found... I like was gardening outside, and I think I found where they're getting into the house. Fuck, what are we going to do? And he was like, god damn it. And I brought him out, and I like pointed to this thing, and what I had made out of balsa wood... Uh, a little rounded door with a little bead as the doorknob and a little, little doormat um, and then some mail, like some miniature postcards sitting on, on the doormat. I was like, see? And that was... So that stayed there for a while and then it all blew away. That's my, that's my jam. Oh, yeah. That's, that's my jam. It's rewarding. Have yeah. you been, you've been to the Museum of Jurassic technology no and i uh, listen i know i know i tell other people to go there and i haven't been there (laughs) it's open at weird times and it's on the other side of the city i know i've kind of been like here's a here's the thing that i I, I want to say on your on on, for the public because it was new to me i've been there like three times and i have yet to i'm gonna go next time i go the fourth time i will ask to see the basement oh Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a basement. There's more stuff. You just simply have to let the um, the ticket taker know that you are in the know. And could you can please see? Please, can you please wait and can we the please go together? It's yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it, that, that place definitely uh, warrants multiple visits because I've been there uh, on only one occasion where. Uh, uh, the owner was upstairs playing the uh, accordion 
and uh, they had a little incense fire burning up on the rooftop with the doves. Mm. I don't know if you know. Up, do you know about the, the rooftop no. with the doves? No. It's off of a little tiny doorway uh, off of their tea room upstairs. That place is full I hate of mysteries. Right now. And oh. so just I've never hated myself more. I've never hated myself more for not having still gone. I'm never on that side of town. And I think on two or three occasions, I have been over there for some work thing and been like, I'm going. And then I go and it's not open. And I like somewhere in my mind, I got bitter. I was like, it's never open. But that's what's wrong with me. I know. Listen, I know. I'm full of self-loathing California treasure. Like out of town guests, everyone I've ever taken. They've just, I don't know, and I want to find out. I think it's it's just more of, you know, uh, more oddities and more uh, uh, pieces. Um, But, yeah, there's, you know, everything in there just is so much fun. God damn it. All right, listen, we got to get into the Smash game. I think I'm doing poorly. I don't know what just happened. Well, let me, I'll give you, I'll give you, listen, let me give you some. Was she supposed uh, to have all these filled out by now? No, 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 no. No, but listen, uh, let's get, let, I'll start you off and then we can share the responsibility of this. Well, no, I mean, I, this is just for Nate and like, I'll fill it out or you fill it out. Uh, but like, for example, let's start with a cat. Let's, let's start with a, this category. Um, three, like three. Okay. There, money is no, what's that word? Money is no object. Money is no. Yeah, that's right. Object. Money is no obstacle? I don't know. Uh, three, like, miniature worlds that you wish you could build. Like, you have a, you suddenly have an extra room in your house and three different um, kind of miniature worlds that it would be really fun to be building and have all the time in the world to work on and all the resources. Mm. Okay. So that could mean, like, oh, just this, like, the town I grew up in, or it could mean, like... Uh, this alternate planet that you create, or it could mean, you know, a model train or a little airfield, whatever. Yeah. Um, well, one of them is going to be a moon base. Um, the second one would be, um, uh, what's the, what's the big, uh, Mayan temple? The, 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 like the place everybody wants to go like, to Chichen Itzu or what yeah. is it? Yeah. That, that Chichen Itzu. Um, just you know, just a <laughs> just a Mayan temple. Um, three of them. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, one more. Um, Basically, how Mash works is by a process of elimination, you'll end up with one thing from each be, category yeah. in your future. Um, and um, uh, a small town in France. Oh, um, I love it. You know those little brick roads, like. Yeah. Oh man, great, great, great! Yeah, because then you can do the like the stucco peeling off the brick and yeah, stuff like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great! An ivy, An ivy listen, exactly. Tiny croissant. Oh, little lamps. That's little be. tiny street lights. Oh yeah. Oh god damn it! All right, listen. <sighs> so moon base temple. I love yeah. it. Okay. Uh, uh, I wrote down other things. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> Category. Oh, wonderful. Down favorite safe sex thing. 
Okay, great. Let's do. Uh, let's start with if you were a transformer, what car would you be? Three. Mm. What car would I be? I, uh, do, do you do you happen to know what some of the cars were? I know there was mm-hmm. like. Uh, but like this is all. This is you. Oh, I get to be. No, whatever. this is your. You're building it. So whatever car, whatever car you think would be fun to transform in, into three. The first car I ever had, Ford Pinto. <laughs> Which would be kind of cool because then he'd have like this like like big old booty and if if you if it, <laughs> and if you hit it it explodes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing! That was an awesome car. It was amazing. stick, and I loved it. But it two just more. got a bad name. Go on. What was it? Oh, two more cars, right? Or two more? Yeah. This is all. This is all. Oh, oh three of them. Uh, yeah. Ford Pinto. Um, a radio wagon. What's that? The little oh. ra- ra- radio. Wagon. Oh, I was like thinking it was uh, a car. And um, sorry, guys. One of those old, uh, uh, f- f- like the first bicycle with the big front wheel and the little tiny one. Oh yes, Orig- just put OG bike. OG bike, yeah. It's a Love lot it. of real simple tech that I want to transform into. <laughs> no, that's great. It's like Listen, I'll turn into like that, that third one is very steampunk. Yeah, it's very steampunk. Yeah. You're like I'm a transformer who has a monocle. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I transform into and a I bike. turn into a uh, spaghetti strainer. That's right. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, I also love. Um, let's do the sort of child profession, like three imaginary jobs that don't have that they they can or they don't have to have the sort of like the way we think of jobs when we're young so th- it doesn't have any of the monotony of any job it's sort of this like three al- alternate universe jobs that you have yeah. um that uh, just sound fun butterfly sniper that might be uh just because it's alternate and i feel like i could get away with it for that just that alternate mm-hmm. reality um I would like to, it's kind of like roller coasters, but I would like to, I I feel like in this alternate reality, I have the ability just to like pull uh, slip and slide material Uh as Mm -hmm. far as like, just, I can just keep like, it just comes out of my hand like Spidey. Uh And um, so slip and slide, man. Is that also, is that almost like how you get around? Like you jet out a slip and slide and then you slip down exactly. wherever you're going. And, and it's meant for, and it's, but it's just not just, it's not just for me. Like yeah. whatever I lay out, yeah. it's like for the masses. Oh, um, oh, and it's just enjoyable. slip and slide. I don't know if I can provide I the water. <laughs> Someone else. <laughs> Somebody else. Has, just show up for that. Has to do that. But I would just ex- ex- extrude this is, yellow plastic from my wrists. This is mash in its, most elevated form. Okay, this so we is have got exactly what I want. Um, yeah. This is kind of just this is a little bit of like a meditative kind of thing. I would like to um, be one of the like an air purifier. Like, you know, you know how. <laughs> <laughs> Just wherever you go, the ions, the ions in the yeah, you know how, yeah, like 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 the like the things, yeah, either like uh, that that I just like sit somewhere and I just breathe, Mm -hmm. and it makes the world a better place. I love that. 
Uh, I know he's. Listen, every, now everyone who's listening to this has a crush on Nate. Uh, all right, uh, <laughs> let me let me let me let me put this in here. Now he's embarrassed. Let me put let me throw this one in here because uh, it's a mass tradition. Uh, and this is vacation home. Um, you could let's just assume you can slip and slide your way to uh, any of these three locations, and uh, it can be uh, reality based or it could be totally fiction. It could be like you love you know The Hobbit, and you would go to Middle Earth, or you know Star Wars, and you would be in Cloud City, or or whatever. Oh, that was a question. That you're. Oh uh, yeah, three vacation homes, but it, they don't have to be reality based, okay. or they can be if you're like Tokyo, Japan, also acceptable. Um. I'd like to vacation in uh, uh, Captain Nemo's underwater yeah, base. Yeah, great one. Um, uh, second one, Catalina Island. Never been there. It's like kind of like your museum I've never of been there Jurassic either. technology. It's just no, we have a serious field trip. <laughs> yeah, it's multiples. Um. And uh, the last one's like a, a a castle in Scotland. Yeah. I'm on board for every single one of these. Uh, okay. And then another MASH tradition that I have to get out of the way is um, uh, like, a la- like a lady companion or like it could be like, a, listen, it could be like a one night stand. It could be like uh, your alternate universe wife. It could be... Um, some combination thereof, like part-time lover, uh, like the CB Wonder song. Um, but it, 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 this, this can be, you know, listen, it can be, you know, Angelina Jolie, but it could also just be like Jessica Rabbit. It could be Deborah Baker Jr. It could be, you know, the character that Meryl Streep played in blah, blah, blah. And it's timeless, ageless. It can be like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Sophia Loren yeah. circa 1950 or whatever. No. Um, this first one goes without saying. Uh, Annie Potts in Designing Women. I was at a particular age. Her character? Ju- I mean, yeah, just, she could, like, well, Annie Potts, but I like, could get really specific and say who she was that, like, in, in Designing Women. I know. Um, I know. This whole podcast has just been... That, I'm really glad you're here because... I need someone to share these looks. Honestly, with. I could just do Annie Potts three times, but uh, you're like Annie Potts at Ghostbusters, <laughs> yes, Annie Potts at Designing Women. That's really actually, yeah, great. Uh, Annie Potts and uh, uh, some uh, Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink. Um, no, I will, I, will, I will mix it up. Um, and uh, Catwoman. Great. Which one? The um, the, uh, the, yeah, like the one yeah, like with, the uh, with the, yeah. Um. Hmm. I want to. I want to get this right. <laughs> Deborah, Deborah's <laughs> subtly gesturing at herself. Um. <laughs> I'm. We, you might get to go to the baseball game. That. Let's just leave it at that. Um. <laughs> You can, you can come on it, and if you invite me tomorrow, I know you really mean it. And I've been really hush hush about it. And she keeps bringing it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so one more, one more. Uh, oh gosh, 
fantasized about so many women. <laughs> um, so you can edit this out so I don't feel bad. I won't, I can, but yeah, I, um, I could. Who really is just, who do I want to go to these places with? Yeah, that's a great, yep, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Um, By the way, this is all, because this is a peculiar type of improv, I guarantee in two hours you're going to be like, why didn't I say blah, yeah. blah, blah? There's a lot of, there's, I, I don't want this to be steeped in regret, but I've been told that sometimes people wish they could change their answers. But that's unfortunately not how improv works. Yeah, no, I'm going to be is. drunk at a baseball game. And I, by the way, have not asked you for your favorite anything. No, uh, I think it's... Um, Oh, and if you want to go to that baseball game, you give it or come up with an answer because it's almost noon. You know, um, I feel like it's some of those hot-blooded Italian performances that I've seen in some of those gangster movies that somebody mm-hmm. really um, should get some... Uh, some who, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I... Feel horrible. We definitely have to edit this out because I can't come up with this name without no. like with like. Listen, who's just who's uh, uh, um, in Goodfellas? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, a like a like a Annabelle Ciora? No, that's not her. No, but she's. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't kick her off the list. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, uh, Lorraine Bracco? No. Ray Liotta's uh, wife. Is that is that is that Lorraine Bracco? Is that Lorraine Bracco? Bracco. I mean, that's not a current picture, but Debbie Mazur. It wasn't Debbie Mazur, I don't think. No, she's certainly in it. Gina. Now they're rolling through. Now you know find that you have an idea. Yeah, Lorraine Bracco. Yeah, I I think that that is a that is a quintessential. Woman who has is the feisty, yeah, hot blooded, you know. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, I would say, you know, like Sharon Moonlighting, but I just feel like she's not as accessible. She's that was too big what a star. I was, yeah, that was what I was gonna suggest also. But, um, okay, uh, cate- okay, uh, let's go back to some of the stuff that you wrote down, Dad. Let me figure out how to make it into a category. Oh, how about, uh, Let's do the top. Let's do the Top Gun thing, but let me turn it into this because this is a perennial favorite. Also, uh, three movies that you can jump into and live in that world, and it doesn't necessarily mean you become one of those specific characters. It means that you can go in, have whatever experience you want in that world with those characters, mm-hmm. like a Top Gun. Like you could fly around with Goose yeah, yeah. and Maverick. Um. Oh, I mean, are you suggesting that I have to actually have uh, universe knowledge and, and skills to 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 like to, no. to slide in? Right, or I just want to. Yeah, you can just go. You can just go in and like you know, like I would say, what would I say? I would say uh, that I would want to go like go into sense and sensibility and just just hang out in that world. Like, yeah, just go. Yeah. Yeah. No. And just spend time with those people. Um. Well, I, I, I mean, I could definitely do that with Top Gun. Obviously, I've seen that movie so many times. Um, please do because yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah. Uh, hmm. What movie can I step right into? Would you want to go into a, like a gangster type movie if you knew that? No, no, def- yeah. no. F- fuck that. Guns and shit. <laughs> uh, I got. The, I extracted the lady from it. Don't need to set foot in. Thank you. Uh, uh, chariots of Fire. Oh, great. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't keep pace with those guys for very long, but in Malvi, it looked really beautiful. Um. Tron. Fuck Tron. Oh, Nate. Sorry. God damn it. It's my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, if... Um, I'll be honest. Uh, the uh, Top Gun and Tron are, are are definitely honest. The other one, I don't even... I think I just made that up. Chariots of Fire? Yeah, I can, I can do something. Because like, Tron cause feels like so good. I do. Well, I just... And I, yeah, and I like... I, I just Tron keep on that. Yeah, it's that song. It is the song, but... you know. By the way, side note, my friend Paul that I used to host dinner in a movie with... Uh, we both realized we had never seen Chariots of Fire, and he said, "I don't. I have not seen it, but based on my limited knowledge, I would have to assume it's a movie about a big chariot race. Chariot catches on fire. Horse writes a beautiful song about it. <laughs> Tron, Top Gun. If you need to swap out, you can. No, it is. I'm going to swap out. Sorry, Chariots of Fire. Great movie. Tron. Great song. But you're now going to have three brutally honest." films that I want to be part of. I think it's great. And uh, Herbie the Love Bug. Oh, Herbie. Those movies destroyed. I, I mean, I just... have a Herbie um, Love Bug pin that I wear sometimes. Yeah, no. That, I um, would yeah. feel right at home, those those three. Yeah. God, excellent answers. Outstanding. Uh, how many categories do we have left? Two. Okay, what else do you have on your list that you think could be could transform into a good category? Oh, we talked about cooking, and the, I do want to say quickly another the a category that has to get in there is um, three foods as specific as the Danish Kringle, for example, as you want, or just hamburgers. Three foods that you can have whenever you want with no health repercussions. Snap of your fingers, they just appear, and it just appears in front of you. You can have as much or as little as you want, but you can have it whenever you want. Which, which, and it could be like doesn't matter. Um. <coughs> What can I say? Pizza? Yeah, it's a perfect food. Um, snap my finger. Malted milkshake. Wonderful. One more. Raspberries. Lovely. Okay, we got our next, our final, our next and final category. I got to get you out of here if you're going to go to that game. Um, final category. Deborah, any thoughts? Could be su- you could give him like a superhero power. You could uh, give him a skill. Give him. You could say you wake up tomorrow and you have three new skills that you've sort of downloaded Matrix style. Like you sort of suddenly know kung fu, or you suddenly know how to be a clown. <laughs> You already do know how to do that, even if you didn't go to clown school. Yeah, that's why I went to school. 
or it could be like three mentors like uh like you like three people from any time and place that you call and ask for advice or who would be like happy to hear from you like oh i can call you know oh. don knots and we can chat yeah. about blah 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 or whatever <laughs> just go ahead and- <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm only saying that because dana yeah, won't exactly. stop talking about how much he loves don knots yeah, could be three. It could be yeah that you can, but they, but they, they like they. You have access to their like if you if you, you know you call up President uh, Abraham Lincoln and he's like Nate, great question. You know what I mean? Mm. I they, I have yeah they, they can take care of whatever my what my what ails me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you could just call them and shoot the shit if it's just someone funny. But this is like, just this is three historical. It's got is that what we doesn't have to be from history. It could be just, someone living. It's just like keeping uh-huh. it wide open. Yes. It could even be someone fictitious. Like I want to be able to talk to Batman, but you probably don't want to do that. Just like your, your three lifelines. <coughs> there Bill Murray. I'm sorry. I guess you try to find a woman. I, well, yeah, exactly. That's what I, f- I mean. So, but he, I mean, <clears throat> that's what this is for. Um, he will. And he will. Hmm. Wow. I want to make sure I got all my needs covered. I don't, you know. Um, Paula Dean. That's a list right there. Okay. Dapper, do you know what to do next? In the middle square where that uh, smiley face is. Yep. And you're going to tell, you're going to ask Nate, say, you're going to say, tell me when to stop. Don't let him see what you're doing. You can draw a spiral. You can draw hash marks. Whatever it is, and don't take too long, Nate. Don't be like a minute in, because then she'll have like sixteen yes. hash marks. So that's the process of elimination. That, that's that. That's what we're going to use to determine what your mash future holds. Whatever you, anything you want that will enable you to count, like it could be zigzags, and you point, you count the points, row, whatever you want. That will be a way. Pentagrams. Yeah, that makes sense. Stars. But don't look at her and tell us when to stop starting now. Stop. Okay. I'm going to pause this. We're going to do some very complicated calculating. (laughs) We'll come back to the listener. It will seem as if no time has passed with your 100% guaranteed MASH future. Okay. Okay. um, Let's have a look. This is exciting for me because I've never not... Done. So this is a surprise for me also because Deborah took care of all the um, details, which, as we know, is that's where the devil is. Uh oh! I have one problem, which is that we don't know whether he ended up with one of these top two categories. Let me do it real quick. Oh! Oh, great. Okay. I hope so, I'm in Tron with Annie Potts. First of all, you have a mansion, so good job. Good job. Uh, your mansion is in. Oh, well, yeah. Your mansion is a Scottish castle. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, Inside your massive, gorgeous Scottish castle, you also have a tiny French town. 
a room that has contains a beautiful tiny French town that you've been working on. Uh, you, if you, when you need to take a break from that and you want things to, you really want to get the uh, adrenaline going, rest assured you can pop into Top Gun and fly jet planes as much as you want. When you need to uh, get a little energy, you need to uh, reboot with some uh, sustenance, just handfuls of raspberries whenever you want them, whenever, doesn't matter. That sounds great. Uh, you, in this, uh, in a different alternate universe, <laughs> you're a butterfly sniper. Yeah. I don't know if the way that you stay, uh, that the way that you get around or the way that you, that you sort of stay um, stealth about that is that you can turn into, uh, you transform into a old-timey bike. <laughs> but whether you use it to butterfly snipe or not, know that you have that ability. Uh, I'll tell you who's going to be real interested in your ability to transform into a machine is your very good buddy, Elon Musk. Yeah. If you need any advice on any of this. Um, and uh, listen, what can I say? You're boning Lorraine Braco from... Yeah. See, this Goodfellas. seems like you're talking about Richard Branson through all this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he knows Elon Musk. Yeah. Okay. You're but... basically Richard Branson. Good work. Yeah, that's I think not that's bad. It. I think I covered everything. Um, yeah, that's great. It's a great result. No, that home situation sounds exactly how it'll be. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, that's solid. Um, yeah. Nate, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you, Janet. This uh, was a treat. Everyone, I want you to be uh, sure to tune in and watch our show. Um, it's called Stand Against Evil. You are not on Twitter anymore. You were, and then it looked like the, then I was like, wait, I thought I was, and then you were gone. No. Long story short, you're not on it. Um, is IFC going to hear this? Uh, no, I uh, am. Uh, I'm on Instagram. Okay, there you go. Um, and uh, I think I will be on Twitter. I didn't. I know I have the 30 days to like just give this some thought. Right, right, right. Um, but I've got to figure out a different way to engage with Twitter. I understand and, that. And, and so to, to to be determined. I understand that. I understand that. Uh, Instagram Are you just At Nate Mooney uh, It is uh, At N-T-M-O-O-N-E-Y Perfect um, There's one Last piece of business This probably will be Your least favorite part Of the entire podcast But Because this category Is Boys of Summer I do Ask that you Acapella Sing Whatever snippet Of Don Henley's Boys of Summer Comes into your mind And that will conclude Our time together <laughs> No pressure. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to hear just a, a divot of it. Can we cue just a little yeah. bit of it up? For Our me? intern will pull something. Up. I can see you. <laughs> Your bronze skin is shining in the sun. Oh, that's where the boys are. I can see you running in the dark. I can see that that's where the boys As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.